All right, so we're starting with violence today. Um, hey, yo. Well, hopefully it's not violence, but I have a question. So, you know, growing up with chivalry, us being, you know, Southern boys or whatever, mm-hmm. um, that's really important to be a gentleman. So something that came to my attention when I was in college was... You know, if you're walking in the street with a young lady, you walk, well, not in the street, but on the sidewalk, you walk to the side of where the cars are. Yeah. So uh, I I didn't know that at first. You know, one thing, if a car comes up on the sidewalk, it's going to hit both of you. That's just physics. But so let's say you're walking against traffic. So that means like you're going to be to the right, then they're going to be to your left, most likely. But that means like other like foot traffic is going to be on the opposite side. Wouldn't it make more sense to me to like walk between like the other pedestrians? Because that's a more realistic threat, in my opinion. Mm. Like it's more likely that someone like will either say um, do or like look to do something to like hurt that person rather than a car coming up on the curb to hit you. I mean, I kind of see where you're coming at with this. But then you got also like think about okay okay like remember like what happens if it rains and there's like puddles everywhere Uh and then there's that one guy probably me who uh (laughs) who just drives and just hits that that (laughs) hits that puddle just splash everything wouldn't you rather it just be you getting the brunt of it or or you want equal love either way that's that's actually a good point. I didn't think about it. I was thinking more of the danger perspective. So, <laughs> oh, the danger perspective. Like, n- no matter what you do, you y- you're screwed either way. So, <laughs> unless unless you you build different, right? <laughs> well, that makes sense. Well, at home you can think of it for yourselves. But I'm Demetrius, and I'm Demetrius, and Meechie Meech presents the Blurred City Podcast. So this is going to be a wild podcast. Um. <laughs> I just don't know the direction that it's going to go. Um, I just know that we we're about to be on one because uh, y'all came through again with the mailbag and then also the topics that we're going to do today. It's going to be really fun. So we're going into the best relationships, quote unquote, in anime. Um, so before we get to that, we need a strong legal Spiegel today. Oh, boy. OK. Yep. We're about to get into it today. So remember, the purpose of this podcast is to explore digital and print media. All sources we reference are owned by the respective companies and our thoughts, our thoughts and opinions mm-hmm. are strictly and I mean, very strictly our own, as in Demetrius and Demetrius's. <laughs> Their thoughts are ours. We yeah. reflect no biases or corporate agendas whatsoever. So at the end of the day, what does this mean? Your discretion is humongously advised. Kids, I don't know what to tell you. Just just, just skip to next week because this ain't going to be for you. <laughs> All right. With that. Um, so usually we get into what's hot, but on a quick serious note, um, just with Syria and Turkey, if you can just take the time to just like give your thoughts, prayers, um, donations, there is like serious earthquake that happened there. And just like the death toll is just like st- stunning for that. Yeah. So just like really just take some time out to uh, think about it, because I don't think it's something that's like super big being reported, but a lot of people definitely need help right now. Yeah, it was it was it was bad. I'm not even gonna lie about that. In fact, I just see now that at the time of this recording, it just went to 25k. 
Yeah. So if you can just take some time for that um, on a serious note. So again, thoughts and prayers with Syria and Turkey. So we're going to take a quick break, then come back with you. All right. So right now we're going to get into what's hot. It's a very big weekend. Um, well, for when we're recording, we're recording the Saturday before the Super Bowl. Um, so also when you're hearing this, it's going to be the day after Valentine's Day. But ladies, guys, others, uh, just please, I hope you uh, planned accordingly uh, since the Super Bowl <laughs> occurred and then Valentine's Day. I hope y'all didn't uh, m- mess that up. But with that, so there's going to be a lot of trailers that came out um, that we will have to cover next week. Um, so with that, this also being a long episode, I'm going to speed run and then you can also uh, once I finish, then you can just fill in whatever I missed. Yep. Uh, so with that. Early Super Bowl trailers, Fast X actually dropped pretty early. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's going to be crazy. Um, I know The Flash for sure uh, is going to drop during the Super Bowl. Ant-Man Quantumania drops next week. As of yep. today, when this pod drops, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey is coming out, uh, which I'm super excited for. Um, yes, with that, Last of Us dropped early. It put me in an emotional body bag. <laughs> emotional damage. That that destroyed me on so many levels. And just with that, um, something just on my end, I started playing Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> this game is wild. I absolutely love this. And if you, uh, Summertime Rending, I actually got to start watching as well because uh, Hulu finally released it just like two, three weeks ago. Wow. Uh, so that's just like incredible. But the important thing is, have you destroyed Hogwarts yet? Okay, so here's the deal, my guy. Uh, they just taught me the incendio spell. Oh, so they just gave the worst person the ability to set fire to anything and anyone. <laughs> These the bodies that will be dropped th- this day, it'll be beyond anything that Voldemort can uh, even think of. Mm-hmm. They ain't ready. <laughs> so what, what else do you have with what's hot? All right. So, I mean, you obviously just took one of them with Hogwarts Legacy. As you know, I'm already on my demon timing from day one. Uh, mm-hmm. I already have my my crew, you know, uh, the crew of those who I'm willing to spare because they going to al- ally themselves with me because every every god needs his underling. And and then after that, right, let's let's just speed run through it. OK, so they just released a uh, season two of Static uh in mm-hmm. comic form and it, it is fire and introduced like again my favorite villain from the animated series and ebon and mm. he he high key terrifying so it's it's fire uh, of course uh as as we're going sins of sinister is still going on so uh the the x-men are going through it right now <laughs> and let's keep it going let's see all the anime the anime scene is still wild uh yeah. I, I know there's something that uh you want to talk about later so uh i'm, I'm just leave that one for later because <laughs> one piece still got the budget increase blue lock insane uh <laughs> let's see what else what else what else uh, came out besides them two oh yeah my hero hit the best arc of the series and he we already hit the ground running i'm my body is ready uh and (laughs) and then yeah oh one thing is that uh i i saw this little announcement about about the purported like spiritual sequel to winnie the pooh blood and honey oh (laughs) 
Because <laughs> Winnie the Pooh wasn't, he ain't gonna be the only one that gets this treatment. Nope. Nah, Peter Pan is next. Hey, Peter Pan, Lord have mercy. Like how? How you gonna make Peter Pan terrifying? Well, actually, no, wait. Hold the on. boys of Neverland. I was like, wait, hold on. Never, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. I, I can already see it now. Oh, oh, Peter Pan. He, he, he about to be canceled. Oh, <laughs> he yeah. about to be canceled. That's crazy. But, but yeah, that's pretty much mainly what I got. Just speed running through everything. All right. So, uh, something else that I noticed, um, that is going to lead into our next, well, partially lead into our next segment. So, they're going to. There were announced three uh, future sequels: one for Frozen Three, another for Zootopia Two, and another for Toy Story Five. Why the heck is there a Toy Story Five coming out when Toy Story Three was a great ending and Toy Story Four was the perfect ending? And then Pixar literally said there are no more sequels, and they did a sequel to Toy Story. Um. Whew. You know, just, just, you know, uh, it's all about milking that cow dry. It's all about beating that dead horse to oblivion. They're trying to avada kedavra the entire (laughs) uh, fandom. I mean, it is what it is. But speaking of movies, we're going to get into a get it off your chest segment. So... Something that I saw this week that uh, caught me off guard. So I think it's still alleged just for legal reasons, but AMC Theaters, it was announced, is going to do price, well, seat-based price ticketing. One of the most ridiculous things I have ever heard of for a movie theaters. Like, so essentially, like, if you want to sit in the middle rows, that's going to be more expensive than, say, if you sit a few seats over or like if you like sit all the way in the front where you want to break your neck at, then that's going to be the cheapest seats. And if you want to sit in the back, that's going to be slightly different. Like, what is happening? Like, I remember like at, like when we were younger, when you wanted to see like a movies with your friends before like reserved seating, it would be like three people that came on time would get like the perfect middle seats. There would be like two people that would be like all the way up in the front, like on the left side because they came late. And then there'd be like two more people, like all the way in the back to like the right. Uh, so you couldn't sit together. But with that, then like reserved seating came along and everything is generally like you're just paying to get in. But with that, to like to do that to the fans where it's like, OK, if you sit in a specific section, that's going to be more expensive. Like That's completely ridiculous to me. <sighs> And as a guy who loves the middle seats, this this kind of triggered me to a whole other end. Um, they 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 really trying your boy. Um, but that's the thing. I rarely go to AMC anyways. Mm. In terms of movies, like like they they're the only uh, I only go there whenever I need to get like the cheap seating or like if a certain movie is coming out super early and like I want to see it at the earliest time possible I go to AMC but uh but nah like you just gave me another reason to stop going there it's like I'm like (laughs) ah uh, oh man AMC you about to get clowned by Cinemark and like the fact that you know, since we do a podcast, we we have to like kind of go early in order to like do our reviews for it. So like with that, because like there's one that's semi close to me that like has an IMAX theater with it, and like that's the closest compared to another one. But 
like right now it's like not official in all places but i know like in certain cities it's already being implemented and by the year they kind of want to get it all in so like that's just insane like that's absolutely ridiculous to me good luck to them because you right. ain't getting my money all right and for the next one <laughs> oh no attack on titan i learned how they were going to release it so we already did to get it off your chest initially they were going to split uh the final part well, the final parts of the final part of the final season into two. And so not knowing how they were going to do it, I assumed, you know, it comes out in March. It's going to be like a six to 10 episode run and it's going to end. And then it's going to come back later in the year and it's going to be another six to 10 episode run and end later in the year. That's not what they're doing. (laughs) It's going to be one hour long episode in March. And then it's not going to come back for a large part of the year to do another one hour long episode? Are you kidding me? That's like, what? That's absolutely ridiculous. Like, I know that like the schedules in the past three years because of COVID are like absolutely destroyed. This is ridiculous. Whoever thought of this schedule should be fired. Like, I'm not even joking. (laughs) Like, this is absolutely ridiculous. Let me tell you, this better be peak of the mountain, Mount Olympus. No issues, no arguments, 20 out of 10. I don't care what the manga ending is. It better surpass it. (laughs) Stop doing this. This is ridiculous. Why? Why are they doing this? Just release it as a movie if this is the case. What's even going on? (sighs) All right. I've, I've held my thoughts in long enough. You know what time it is. All right. Firstly, hit the danger button. Hit hit the danger. <laughs> so let's let's go ahead and talk about it because y'all y'all playing me at this point. Y'all y'all playing me. You're playing my emotions. Y- you took one of my favorite anime and favorite manga of all time, my Cindy, and you you turned it into a joke. All right. You this has to be parody at this point. It has to be a parody of just the entire culture of animation and the animation studios in general, because ain't no way. Uh I will personally ensure the destruction of of all Attack on Titan if this is legit. And I will I will proceed to delay my destruction of Hogwarts. I will delay my conquering of the Star Wars galaxy to screw y'all over because y'all y'all played with the right one. <laughs> you played with the right one. And y- and realistically, this is going to only hurt y'all in the end because at the end of the day, all I'm going to do is I'm getting the Infinity Stones. I'm I'm going to unleash the rumbling. I'm snapping my fingers. And then I'm going to go back to my farm and look over the sunset because that is what's going to happen if this plays out exactly how it say it's about to play out. There, go ahead. Keep Good going. luck to you all. May God have mercy on your soul because I sure won't. There's no way that they thought this was a good idea. If you already have one hour episode lined up and another one, just drop six episodes for the final part of the final season. Why? Why? Just drop it later in the year together and we'll be fine. Now we're both going to watch it. All Attack on Titan fans are going to watch it. It 
I'm telling you right now, it better end great. It better end better than great. Perfection in every way. That's what it better be. It better surpass Star Wars Episode 3. It better surpass Star Wars Episode 5. It better surpass the greatest movie of all time. It better surpass the Citizen Kane. Like, if we watch it and we don't give it the Citizen Kane of the ratings, again, you you heard my promise. Yes, I, and I'm not watching all the final parts together leading up into it. The final part, part one, and the final part, part two, better equal anime of the year. That's all I'm saying. I'm good. I'm good. So transitioning into our main portion, we 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 lied to you for the past three weeks, listeners. Uh, we lied to you today. Uh, we're not doing the best romances of anime. We're doing the best bromances of anime. <laughs> so with that, we're going to have a very big disclaimer at the beginning for shippers of certain <laughs> certain hue um there will be zero kid adult bromances mentioned mentor and mentee need to be the same age range and this is for fun we're not actually shipping these characters together don't accuse us of baiting and shippers wipe the blood from your nose <laughs> you know who you are <laughs> and and again just just for the fyi and just for letting you guys know what in the world a bromance actually is uh for for the three of you that don't know a bromance is a is a super close friendship between two guys like i'm pretty sure almost every guy has had a bromance at least once and this is a, a close tie it is a bond that can almost for surely never be broken it is a bond that goes beyond time itself like it's a bond that goes beyond even a romantic one because you guys are brothers you guys are the the peak like you understand each other to levels that women cannot even understand all right and all of it is not romantic at all so so yeah that's just a disclaimer as to what in the world we're talking about and uh you guys are about to experience true bromance in its entirety all right, let's get to it. So first category, I'll when we do this, uh, whenever we get to a certain bromance that you think is the best or your favorite, uh, just point it out because we were going to do another segment, but with the mailbag being packed, it wasn't going to fit. So what I think is the best bromance in all of anime, and this category is I'll chase you to the ends of the earth. Naruto and Sasuke, um, absolutely incredible bromance like started from our kids if you just like really look at it um the parallels in their stories every time there was like a flashback it'd be like um one of them standing by the river bank and the other on top of the hill kind of looking at each other and they both understood that they were isolated uh from each other just because you know one person's family got completely wiped out another person was you know deemed a monster because of the nine-tailed fox with that so just with that um, we can get deeper uh, later, but just kind of like him chasing after uh, Sasuke all this time and them being re reunited eventually is really impactful. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like it, it is a bromance of true, it, it, very true, especially from Naruto's side, because like 
he never gave up on the man. And even like even when when boy went to the Sasuke went to the dark side for a while mm-hmm. and and he was actively trying to kill him. I was like, bruh, like the fact that he never gave up and it worked. Just yeah. I just let you know the true power of the bromance. Yeah, even when the whole um, village was like, yeah, we got to body Sasuke because he's going to take us out. Um, And <laughs> these two actually shared a kiss, which is hilarious. Yep. <laughs> the accidental because uh, the rivals and stuff like that. That is <laughs> funny. But yeah, just like with that um Naruto really being there for Sasuke, like because Sasuke was so bent on revenge against just like his brother um Itachi and like Naruto actually filled in that role accidentally for Sasuke and then even like in their first like big big fight um when Sasuke was going to kill him in order to get the Mangekyo Sharingan so in order to do that you have to kill your best friend so it just kind of ties in to that and then now in Boruto which you know it is what it is where he's fighting dinosaurs but uh this <laughs> is like seeing that uh, that bond with them together and like how loyal they are Super yep. impactful. To, to the very end to the very end and yes uh there's not much more to say about that one so let's just keep on moving right yep this next category is entitled rivals to the end or when my dreams become your dreams these go to you know people who to the bros who like initially either hated each other's guts and and like or one trying to prove they're superior to the other and then eventually they both uh mellowed out and by mellowed out i mean uh well yeah some of them maybe one of them mellowed out or they <laughs> or they literally just have the best uh best time of all time but the prime example is my favorite uh is is my favorite bromance of all time and that is sun goku and prince vegeta the fourth Mm-hmm. Because I mean, as you know, Vegeta, you know, came to Earth trying to run run everybody's pockets, gets humiliated by Kakarot, even though technically like he won that fight. And then ever since uh Vegeta got 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 butt hurt. Mm-hmm. He got butt hurt hard by uh <laughs> by Goku becoming stronger, being surpassed by him every way. And in fact, this is how you know true brohood happens that Goku spared Vegeta's life. When he could have killed him, all because he wanted to fight him again, mm-hmm. and then, and then he keeps giving Vegeta chances, even though it was clear Vegeta was still evil at many different points. But it all, it all came full circle. Mm-hmm. It all proved other otherwise, and it all worked out in the end because the two share brohood to where Vegeta will not let anything happen to Kakarot. Unless it's him that's doing it. Yep. Which is the realest thing you could ever do <laughs> to protect your op so that way you could kill him later. <laughs> it's like, I will do whatever it takes just to save, save him. But I, I can talk about Goku and Vegeta all day. They, yeah. They drive each other. Yeah. Check out our Vegeta character study episode. But like with that, um, Vegeta is the only one that calls Goku Kakarot. Like, so like with that, like it's like having a pet name for someone. Yeah. That's definitely a top one. Another one that goes back to the realm of Naruto, one of the funniest and like ideal rivals, Kakashi and Guy Sensei. Yes, sir. Power of youth. This is hilarious. Like literally just like Guy Sensei is obsessed with Kakashi. Um, I would love to see like when they were younger and how that rivalry actually played out. 
Yeah, 100%. And it, it just worked out so well in the end because, like, Kakashi finally admits and finally realizes, uh, oh, wait, Guy's actually him. He's actually stronger than me. <laughs> this man wasn't talking all that hot air for nothing. Yes. Yeah. The the levels of respect for Guy at the end of Shippuden <laughs> shot through the roof. Exactly. Exactly. Just again, nothing more to say here. That that is just true brohood. The, mm-hmm. the next one, or actually the next two, come from Black Clover. Yes, sir. We got firstly the the adopted boys, Asta and you know, mm-hmm. because you know what the deal <laughs> is. You know that that they brohood is a uh, is solid. Mm-hmm. Just, just out there. And I don't know what else to add to it because it's well, just yeah. yeah, it kind of ties into the when my dreams become your dreams, where both of them want to be the wizard king, where that's like Asta's big goal. And then you know it's like I'll become the wizard king. And then with that, they become rivals. But like throughout the series, you start when like they when the um show really starts to pick up, they start turning up together and like the one um elf fight they had together uh oh boy i cannot wait um i hope it comes back like the show i hope it comes back so much but i know they turn up yep yep absolutely i mean and and plus like you and oh i was about to say you know no asta he you know how he is he is the the loudest one and then you got (laughs) you know who's the more composed one of the two which a, a lot of things with these bromances that the two characters are sometimes near polar opposites uh-huh. and it makes the relationship just that much better just seeing <laughs> the interaction and the next one from black clover is luck and magna mm. <laughs> scrum diddly umptious uh yeah I, I, again so this one is probably closer to kakashi guy sensei in terms of everything is a competition with them and they're always <clears throat> trying to fight each other um so like everything competition trying to fight each other um i know like magna like he hits like he uses his magic to like hit the fire baseballs at uh, luck and whatever and luck has like the funniest personality <laughs> so yeah i just like really love their dynamic oh yeah for sure for sure and and you take these next Next ones, because I haven't seen these shows. All right. So with Bungo Stray Dogs, we have Atsushi and Octagawa. So Atsushi is the lead character, our tiger, where tiger, if you will. And then Octagawa, he is the op on the opposite side, who is kind of like more or less uh, Atsushi's parallel. And with that, it's so funny. So like another one is Dazai and Nakahara, who used to be partners when um, Dazai was on the side of the, the port mafia. But Octagawa really looks up to Dazai because uh, that was like kind of his mentor at the time when he was like with the uh, the bad guys at the time. Mm. Um, and then the fact that Dazai switched and then he actually like more or less is a real mentor to Atsushi. He's so Octagawa is so jealous of him. And it's so funny. But in like the final in like in season two and season three minor spoilers they, they actually like team up and their team ups are so incredible together but the fact that uh Tagawa, he's kind of like the vegeta where it's like oh we team up together but i freaking hate you so much like i do not <laughs> want to do a fusion with you even though we need to in order to win <laughs> like i would rather do anything else oh bro that that's just hilarious 
Yes. And then with Dazai and Nakahara, Nakahara, um, he more or less controls gravity and he gets really powerful. But like in order to do that, he has to like essentially lose control of his senses. And Dazai can like take away powers. That's like his ability. So um, they used to be a perfect team together. And like they are the senior equivalent of what Atsushi and Octagawa are turning into. And Nakahara really hates Dazai because he left the Port Mafia as well. And then Dazai has like one of the the funniest personalities as well. So transitioning into that, then we have uh, Eijun Sawamura and Furiu from Ace of the Diamond, something that I've been watching. It's a sports anime. So essentially like the goal for both of them, they want to be the ace or the like the lead pitcher for their team. And both come in as 10th graders because that's what a freshman is in the show. Um, so with that Furio, he's like the the prodigy. He has like the best fastball, best pitcher. Um, and then with Saramora, he's more of kind of quirky in terms of his pitching style. And he kind of needs to work on it more because it's kind of inconsistent. But he's the the loud mouth. He's the Asta in the group where oh, Furio God. is the you know, where he's just like aloof, doesn't say that much. And their dynamic is really funny. But there are times um, when they're like cheering the team on um, where where they team up together. And it's so funny. <laughs> OK, yeah. And hey, Ace of the Diamond is on my watch list. All right. So I just... Just give me a just give me a little bit and I'll I'll catch up. It's definitely it's definitely a journey for that. Yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely. And all right. So now our next category, which which is one of the ones I also love to death, is the you're odd, but I want to <laughs> be best friends. Yes. <laughs> like these go to the to the bros where where one or both of them have something weird about them. But they just see past all of that and they end up being just straight dogs. Yeah. And and, we, and what better way to start off than with Gon and Killua? Yes, sir. Hunter Hunter. <laughs> oh boy. The let me let me tell you, let me tell you something about, about this bromance. Like this is a bromance that again, like it warms my heart, but then it also terrifies me at the same time. Because as we all know, Killua, straight up demon. Yes. <laughs> and and then you got, but he does it with a smile on his face. And then you got Gon, who is happy-go-lucky on the outside, but is also a demon. Yes. On the inside. <laughs> both of them are demons, but both of them support each other in their demon activity. They are them. They are them. Like, you do not see them at all just like straight up go like oh wait hold on hold on you going too far except for one time and that was heartbreaking like just one time and it tore me apart yes <laughs> but every, but each time it's like oh killua just snagged this guy's heart right out his chest you know what i'm two thumbs up let's go my boy <sighs> And uh, that one scene where they were playing um, dodgeball and what oh he had to do God. to like to help going. Oh my gosh! Like I love this category so much because it's not like like with the rival category, it's like they're besties, but they won't admit that they're besties. And, but it's more of like if you do something, I'm gonna take you out. But with this one, it's like yo, we boys, we hanging out, we chilling. And then if you hurt them, I'm going to end you. But yeah, going and kill are so. Oh, what a great friendship. Oh, yeah. And now let's go to the next friendship that that's so recent. They have and dogs in them. <laughs> they, they got that literal dog in them. 
First, let's talk about from Blue Lock, Isagi and Bachi Goats. Uh, oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Bachida. My bad, my bad, my bad. Um, but yes, Bachi Goats and Isagi just from day one. From day, day one. one, you knew what they were on. And here's the reason why Bachi Goats is my favorite character in the show. He just shows up, he breaks people's ankles. He breaking people literally, like kicking folks in the face. But then he sees a soggy and he's like, oh nah. He got that dog in him too. Hold on, let me hey, hold on, let let hey bruh, bruh, let's let's go ahead and, and vibe. And for the and for the entirety of the show, up until spoiler alert, uh to like a, a certain point, if mm-hmm. you will, the two of them are Tied to the hip, like Bruh. when playing soccer, you needed Bachi Goat to set up Isagi for them kill shots, or Bachi Goat will do it himself. And but Isagi and Bachi Goat, like they just vibe off each other. They just have to take one look, and they know exactly what they need to do. Bro, that is so wild. Because like when they introduced Bachira, um, Asagi was essentially he wasn't friends with another character, but they like they knew each other. They were cool. And Bachira was just sleeping on the ground. <laughs> like that's how they introduced him, literally sleeping. And then like they were going to like essentially it was it was like tag right yeah um, with soccer. And like they wake him up or whatever, and he's just like, nope, <laughs> can't get me. I'm too good with it. And then literally when Asagi is like, okay, I got to step up. I got to level up. Batra is like, nope, tag me in and I'm going to tag you right back in so you can get the dude. <laughs> and then like literally the scene where um, um, Isagi is like, okay, I got to do, I got to do more. I got to run. I got to work on my abilities. And then like the team like pulls up behind him. And then Batra is the one that's like, yo, you're like the, the heart of the team essentially. So yeah. I, I hope he gets him back. Yes, yes, absolutely. I, I I need the duo together. Like it breaks my heart not seeing the two of them together right now. Um, Just the, like now. Oh, <laughs> oh, we're not talking. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about that right now. Because you you about to cause some you about to cause some disturbance. But the next one, this is a this is an interesting one in that it's not a two person bromance but a three-person bromance. And yes. that is the Demon Slayer trio, Tanjiro, Zenitsu, and our boy... Yes, sir. Inosuke. The Mountain King. Gonpacho. <laughs> but, uh, but yes, this is a trio who, like, at first you think, like, ain't no way any of them will, will vibe. In fact, when Tanjiro first meets Zenitsu, he's immediately put off by him. Like, he's like, this guy is really a demon slayer? Ain't no way. And and Zenitsu keeps trying to prove, well, he he keeps proving uh, why Tanjiro's right. Uh, (laughs) uh, Until he goes to sleep, and then he got that dog in him. Uh, Mm -hmm. But then there's Inosuke, who's just outright the violent one of the three. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the the downright despicable the down the down horrendous no wait Zenitsu's the down horrendous one yeah he's he's down he's the down horrendous one and Nosuke's just the down stupid one <laughs> but he's <laughs> but he's real about it he he doesn't mm-hmm. hide it at all but the thing is that all three of them become fire forged brothers yeah. like with them like their struggles 
and just them traveling together and them training together is what turned them from just regular uh regular bros until actual bros like yeah. they will fight they ride they die together bro just like the training where uh zanetsu and inosuke were like nah we not with it and then they were like they were looking at, at our boy tanjiro and they're like oh okay <laughs> he's him we gotta we gotta get on that level it's like, and, oh nah you ain't about to leave me behind yeah so with that like then they just like they turn up so like even um not Mugen Train, even though they did turn up together on Mugen Train, but with just like the Entertainment District arc, Ooh. their teamwork in one of those final fights was one of the most beautiful, like put together things, but also just like a testament to like their training together. And and like the end of it where they're just like hugged up together crying because they did it was, oh my gosh, bros for real. I cannot believe they won't be in this the next one the next story right? I'm, I'm upset but but one thing about the entertainment district like before we move on is the the most hype for me was when tanjiro was confronting uh uzui like the first time and mm -hmm. then like he said like tanjiro was doing something like like oh yeah we'll join together and then he, uzui's like who who's we and then the boys just pulled up right next to tanjiro he's like dynamic entry like us what you mean mm -hmm. Absolutely. So moving on to the next one, um, it's it kind of goes back to the other thing, but Atsushi and Dazai. So it's kind of the mentor. It's Bungo Stray Dogs again, but the mentor role. So I don't have to cover it too in depth, but like they are really cool together. So next category. <laughs> All right. This next category, we're about to trigger everybody in here with these. So this one's called Sorry to Inform You. But this relationship is toxic. And yes. then these are the two who, like, bro, they ain't no way they should be together. Like, this is just down terrible. <laughs> yeah, so um, with that, um, so Naruto and Sasuke at times were toxic. Goku and Vegeta started off as toxic. And, like, a lot of the rival ones can be like that. But this one kind of takes the cake. Midoriya, well, it doesn't take the cake next compared to the other one, but Midoriya and Bakugo is a toxic relationship, and I hate to inform Midoriya of that because he doesn't know it. Yeah, I'm like, I, like every time I see him with, with the child abuser known as Bakugo, I'm just like, bro, bro, like Midoriya, here, here, come, come <laughs> with me, come here, come here with me, with real quick. We need to have a discussion about you and Bakugo. Like, I understand that you don't want to hurt this man's pride and feelings, which, but if it, but I would personally wouldn't let that slide at all. Like, I, I need you to like run his pockets. I need you to put him in the dirt at least one time. The dirt. Like, just, just put him down for a bit. Like, show him just how to just calm it down by your, by like a hundred percent because ain't no way. Uh, yeah, isn't Deku like an insult, right? Yes, Deku was an insult created by Bakugo. Yeah, you chose that at your as your name only because a uh, baby girl Ochako was uh decided to turn it into something positive. Like, but bruh, again, like I I wouldn't I wouldn't uh I wouldn't let that slide. And then like he he was jealous like Bakugo on his and he's jealous of Midoriya because um just of like 
before he even had his quirk of like his nature. And then also the fact that All Might took him as his disciple, he's jealous about that. So it's just kind of like, bro, I know y'all be like turning up together, especially like in one of the movies. And then like in the show, like y'all got each other's back. But this is toxic. I'm like, nah, ain't no way. But but nothing is toxic compared to this next one. This one caught me off guard when you put it. So go ahead. All right. And now it's time for me to trigger everybody here. This is the one that's going to hurt all of you. It is Eren Yeager and Armin. <laughs> like, look, 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 look. Here's my line of thinking with this one. I know y'all put your pitchforks down. Because <laughs> this relationship is a thousand percent toxic. And if you guys were in that scenario, you guys would not be cool with them. So firstly, all right, Aaron was manipulative the entire time like not just like in season four when he went full tilt no no there were signs beforehand that he was gonna go full tilt and armin just ignored all of it like he pulled a midoriya level of level of it where okay like all right your your boy's angry, right? Mm-hmm. Like he he angry. Of course, we see his mom die, right? And it's like, all right, all right, cool, cool, cool. And you it's like you want to support him, right? Mm-hmm. But for this man to go like, hey Armin, we are joining the Scout Corps. <laughs> like you know, Armin was not going to join. You know he did not have that dog in him. Yet he he basically strong armed him <laughs> into joining. All because he knew Mikasa would have his back. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, no. I need the I need the th- all three of us. And Aaron Mikasa is definitely toxic. Oh, oh, yes. We're gonna get into that even more later. But nah, nah. So firstly, again, again, I'm not just counting season four, because that that just proves my point. <laughs> even beforehand, he was toxic. Like, again, basically having Armin joining. Like essentially against his consent. Every time Aaron is in a fight, it's Armin who has to like slowly get him out. And and Aaron is almost is rarely appreciative to him because of it. Only that that one time where Armin had to get spit roasted. Yes. Like <laughs> yes, it's basically that one time where Aaron truly cares for him. Otherwise, he basically treats Armin like everybody else in the scout corps even though they're supposed to be childhood best friends ain't no way oh and if you think about it the plan in season four at the start of it clearly armin didn't want to do it but aaron did his own thing so like he made him turn into the ghost oh my god it is toxic Mm -hmm. Uh oh oh and what about this what about this uh the fact that armin was so uh was so trusting of Aaron in season four with the rumbling. And then just for Aaron to say, nah, run everybody's pockets. He gonna come in oh. whole genocide. And Armin is the one who's basically like, uh, what do we do? Because he's in shock. He's like, he don't know whether to support his best friend or to stop him. What type of friendship is that? <laughs> you convinced me. Because when you first put it, I was shocked. I was like, Aaron and Armin, really? But you convinced me. I was like, nah, nah. I, I, I had to. It's like, nah, they had to be put on here immediately. 
<laughs> All right. So for the next one, this is one of another fun category, the ride or die. We ride or die together. So you can hit us off with that first group. Yep. Firstly, we ride at dawn. We ride at dawn with the straw hats, baby. Let's go ahead and well, let's yeah, let's break this down a little because every single member of the straw hats has a bromance with Luffy and they will ride or die for this man because that's just how personable he is. Zordo even took on all of Luffy's pain just to save this man. Jinbei helped Luffy when he was at his lowest. In fact, when all the Straw Hats were separated and Luffy was at his lowest and they knew about it, what was their first response? That, nah, we gotta go find our boy. That's how Ryder died. Every scenario that Luffy gets them in, they managed to go like, all right, all right, Captain, let's do this. And, and that's just with Luffy. All the inner... Just the inner uh connected like connections with all of them. Look at look at Zoro and Sanji. Like, sure, they basically have the rivals until the end type. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, they still ride for each other. Like they will n- they may argue in public, but they will <laughs> never do anything to physically hurt or kill the other mm-hmm. because they know. Well, A, that Luffy wouldn't have any of it. And B, <laughs> that, that it, in the end, they, they really do love each other. Mm-hmm. That's just a family. Nice. Nice. And for the next one, we have the seven deadly sins. So, like, originally I had um, Meliodas and Bond in the I'll chase you to the ends of the earth category. But then I just see that you put ride or die here. But, like, even just going with Meliodas and Bond... Um, just like with him being like the first one to ever scar Bond post, you know, um, immortality kind of thing. And just like even in the first kind of episode where you see their interaction where they're just like beating each other up, but it's all fun. It's playful. He like loves the captain. But like what really sets it aside when Meliodas's is it it's his emotions, I believe, go to purgatory. Bond physically goes to purgatory, does not know where he is. It's like the harshest conditions. He is dying over and over again. I think it's like centuries that he's there. I Um, I didn't forgot the number, but something like that. Yeah. It's like an insane amount of time just because like there's like a time difference with like the real world that he's there dying over and over just to get his boy Meliodas out, like his emotions out so he can stop him from being like a pure demon. Ooh, like that's just them, you know? Yep. That's just them. I... Like when I put them, I was mostly going for Escanor. Do you not realize just what that man did for the crew? Because mm-hmm. all right, firstly, when uh when what's his name was basically being strong armed by the other commandments, Escanor was like, Okay, I see you really don't want to do this. So it's fine. I'm taking out the ops behind you. No. Or whenever or when Meliodas like fully got taken over by his demonic side, mm. who was gonna? Who was the one to truly stop him? Escanor, baby, with all that terrible animation. He to, <laughs> yes, he managed to calm my boy down. When it was time for that final battle, Escanor could have just stayed on the sidelines, but he chose to give up his life for 
the crew for mm-hmm. all of them. He literally rode and then died. He he chose the life and he chose his death. I mean, come on. Nah, nah. Yeah. That's better die. And then just even with Bond and King, who had like the most like tricky dynamic with that, since like Bond like um was in love with his sister uh, Elaine, and then like yep. uh King thinking that he was hmm, the reason that she died, and then like that whole story getting revealed, and then like actually coming together with that was also just like really like emotionally impactful with that. So Seven Deadly Sins, like they go hard for each other. Oh, um, yeah. this one was oh we even forgot Gunther, <laughs> like like Gunther yeah. is a real one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, everybody ride or die for the crew. So this one was tricky. You put Rimuru and Veldora, because I thought it would be in the next category, but explain. All right, all right, all right, all right. So I may or may not have put it in the wrong category, but I think it may apply to both, right? Mm-hmm. Because of the fact of just how much Veldora just loves this man. Like, yes. Like, think about it. He will do anything that Rimuru asks, so long as he provides them with the prerequisite <laughs> manga. And, like, like, think about it. Even in the movie that we all just saw, mm-hmm. like, like he, he was willing to just stay put, even though he wanted in on the action, just so, just because Rimuru said he would. Said so. And gave him all the prerequisite manga. <laughs> yes. And, Yes, I, I got to preface everything that Veldora does is 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 for the manga. If we go to like the genesis of the relationship um, with that, just like him being like he wanted a friend and then yep. um, he was like stuck in the cave. I forgot why he couldn't exit. It was like like a magical had to hit like a certain level, right? Yeah, it was magic um, based. So like he technically didn't die, but he was like, yo, if you absorb me. <laughs> And then he's like, he didn't even know if it, it would like happen. Like if he could ever get out, he's just like, yo, if you absorb me and then maybe over time I would be able to get released. And like, that was like crazy. Like their friendship, how that started. And then you're right. Like um, the the kingdom, like him name, Rimuru naming Veldora uh, and the temp- whole Tempest Kingdom thing. Uh, so like they have a really cool friendship. And then how Veldora pulled up when they were beating Claymac. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Clayman got that work, uh, but but nah nah nah. There's there's just so much I could I could say about them, but uh, now let's get to the saddest one. Pour one out. Pour it out for a real one. This is a ride or die that that still hurts me, and it is, and it hurt me to even write this one. Mm. But it's Roy Mustang and Maze Hughes. Yeah, you. What more needs to be said? They they were boys since they were teenagers. Yeah, like and they they rode for each other. They yeah. they like the fact that this this man would constantly annoy Roy. <laughs> yeah, and, and Roy didn't destroy him with fire <laughs> every yes. time. Just proves just how goaded Maze was. Yeah, like just that relationship where it's like Roy was like always just like the the tough guy and stuff like that, but Maze would always just like get under his skin. But like he he absolutely loved him. Um, because I was trying to figure out where to put this one as well, and just like when he he found out that he like died was just like wow, like the emotion that they displayed in it. And then Maze literally solved the entire anime in the first like ten episodes. <laughs> yep, he solved the entire plot, which proves how smart this man was. And he he got clapped because of it, but 
but well, at least we gotta in, talk about the vengeance though yeah yes, go I, I was gonna say like but at least in brotherhood <laughs> yes you saw you saw roy pull up with the reckoning <laughs> one of the best revenges of all time yes of all time i still i still watch that episode just for that scene alone <laughs> of roy just bam bam Bruh, I know we talk about like forces and all and like uh the evil one between the two of us. This was one of the time where I was really mad at um everyone else, like Al and Edward, where they like took away uh was it envy? Yeah that, to save him. I'm like, no, let him ha- let him cook. Exactly. Let him cook literally. <laughs> cook literally. What like why you didn't do that for uh Lust, you know, when he cooked her as well. Yes, yes. I almost forgot he cooked her too because she paralyzed our boy. No. Bro, he, he took out two of the seven sins. Just off, just to get revenge for our boy. That's how ride or die Roy is. Even in death, you ain't you ain't getting away. For my boy. So that's definitely a good one. Next category, our final category. I adore the ground you walk on. <laughs> so the first one that came to mind, uh, I feel like there's so much more in anime, but the first one that came to mind is Aruma and Asmodeus or Atlas Kona <laughs> from um, uh, Welcome to Demon School or Aruma Kona. So like, just like even that, their very first meeting, like Alice wanted to smoke with Aruma. And then like, he, 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 he messed around and he found out so then with ever since then like he is head over hills master aruma summit this aruma summit that like literally to the point where um i forgot it's like they got recruited to different like clubs or whatever and like he mm-hmm. wouldn't talk about anything except for aruma. yeah oh yeah yeah that was that was that was that's a wild re- relationship right there and i'm just like mm, mm, couldn't be me but uh <laughs> I, I bow to nobody, but hey, it, it is what it is. Right, the fan fiction for that is probably uh, insane. Oh yeah, nah, nah, I ain't, I ain't going, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't, di- I ain't diving deeper than <laughs> Stay that. Stay off the web. Stay off of it. But the next one, ooh, or the last one on our list, Sato Mile and Ishia from Devil is Part Timer. Absolutely, uh, Devil's a part timer. So I forgot what his devil name is, but Ashia, he essentially just like, com- well, literally Mao is like the devil that gets reincarnated, and yep. she is just like completely worship master this, master that, and like yep. he's like, I believe like the first one that like comes uh, to the new world with him and is like yeah. instantly just like by his side <laughs> searching for him. <laughs> so uh, I actually, let me, I love this show. Yeah, let me let me let me lick your boots real quick, like that's like my liege my lord <laughs> I, I, I can't think of any time he referred to him by his actual name mm-hmm. that's yeah. how big it was this is basically i sent for you category oh yeah 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 that's oh that dang that hey why didn't we name this one the simp category because we are talking about a whole lot of simps in the middle <laughs> oh yeah you right my bad <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. oh yeah yeah, but all right. So with that, uh, I, there's plenty of more bromances, uh, depending on people's takes. I know Gurren Logan has one, but I haven't watched that show before. Um, but I know there's a big one with that one. But we're gonna take a quick break, and then we're gonna come back, uh, switching up format with recommendations, and then our plugs before jumping into the mailbag. 
for today's sponsor we have ourselves the academy of the riz if you want to achieve the true sauce and the true levels of a real one come down to the academy this academy has great amount of riz and you may proclaim it to the entire world and when it comes to that just remember the the rizzler creed i pledge allegiance to the riz of the united states of smash and to the dictatorship for which i stand one cult under meech indivisible with drip and sauce for all all right we are back <laughs> <laughs> this might be our last episode once we get done with the bell back man. This is this is wild. So we're gonna do our recommendations. Um, I don't even know where the recommendations are gonna go. I, I I'm gonna start. Um, I just did recommendations of actual romance animes that like I really love. Um, and that I think are good. So first one, Toradora. Um, second one is the Lovely Complex. Uh, third one, my teen romantic comedy snafu. Next, Kaguya-sama, Love is War. Um, one that I'm actually watching right now, Oran Host Club. Another high score girl. And then, uh, this one is tricky, but the animation and the story is beautiful. It's like Horamiya. And then the final one is My Love Story. Dang, why you just take all of mine, all right? <laughs> you took all of mine, with the exception of just one. So the one that I'm also recommending is of course the one and that one is about our boy leon fobot faltel bro that is not a robot <laughs> is it, isn't it though isn't it though <laughs> do we not see romance in there <laughs> that's the funny. world of otome games it's tough for mobs trapped in a dating simulator are, are you gonna be okay when the sequel comes out no. <laughs> no, I will not. There's another one, but like it brings up trauma for us. Uh, Starts with a C. That's a very good romance anime. Um, <laughs> Beach is just like frozen. So if you like just cover your ears real quick. Um, Clanad is a very good one um, to watch if you, well, you're going to cry regardless. So it is what it is. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I just got back from my, uh, from my, a PTSD trip. Thank, thank you very much for uh, just doing that to me. Um, but yeah. yes, so in terms of other things that are coming out, uh, of course, we have ourselves, our upcoming is our Ant-Man Quantumania review. Mm -hmm. It's going to be the next podcast after this one. So, hey. And then finally, of course, I'm going to just go ahead and talk about our recommendation. Well, not just our recommendation, but like our uh, plugs because this is where our next one gets to come in. So for our plugs, we have ourselves our Instagram and our Twitter, which is Blurred City 22. And then we have our YouTube page, which is Blurred City Pod. And then if you want to give us a little chatter and access some special content, we have ourselves our Patreon, which is also under Blurred City Pod. There we just we released our Patreon special episode about deconstructing and then reconstructing fans for stick uh that that garbage pile of a movie we just redid from scratch so if you want to see you want to hear our thoughts on how we could fix that abomination um which is wasn't that hard to do uh then go ahead then go ahead give us a little cheddar it could even be as low as a dollar and you can get access to that episode 
Yeah, so it's the 2015 Fantastic Four. It was a, a nightmare of a movie, but we it's a new format that we tried out. We absolutely had a blast. And like, if that ever got released the way we wanted it to, oh my gosh. Whew. Um, yeah, so hey, go ahead and donate that. And then, of course, we have our Discord channel, which is located in our Instagram page. And then finally, we have our email, which is blurtsday22 at gmail.com, where you can submit uh, your fan theories, your geek out, freak out questions like you did today for our uh, mailbag, epi- mailbag episodes, and then just channel suggestions overall. And then, of course, my personal page, I have a TikTok, which is the Rogue Jedi 21, where I post out-of-pocket content because <laughs> no one is there to stop me. Um, and yes, you'll probably see a lot of it just me destroying Hogwarts. Yeah. Yeah, for me, you can check out my individual author pages. So my Instagram, Mitri underscore dash, and my Twitter, at the Matt dash 16. And if you're interested in my book, Phantom Pains, A Most Irregular Tale, you can catch that on Amazon. So with that, we're now going to transition into a supersized Valentine's Day special mailbag. All right, we are here with our mailbag, a special Valentine's episode. So let's just jump into it. Question number one, what is your current favorite favorite ship that you would fight for? Mm, one that I would fight for. Uh, well, there, there's a ton Uh I would probably say Deku and Ochako chan. Mm. Like that is a ship that's that's obvious gonna that's obviously gonna happen. And if it don't, it, I'm just like, what is you doing, Horikoshi? Mm-hmm. What is you doing? Well, I feel like they're they're teasing very hard with the uh what's the evil one that looks blood? Oh, Toga? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Bruh, I think they're trying really hard for that one. Bruh, it well again I read a manga and I'm not gonna spoil anything, but if that ever happened, <laughs> oh boy, the amount of carnage that'll take place. For me, I gotta go with Aruma and Amory um from Welcome to Demon School, Arumacon. They they are so cute together. Um and just like the way that she's like the president of the school, but like every time she's around him, she just like yeah, turns all turns all like uh wibbly wobbly so i i really like that ship and then like not just with that but like she inspires him to be the best quote-unquote demon that he can be um with that so i like that just because like with ambition and desire defining that and then pushing him forward yeah yeah definitely definitely so the next one what is your favorite romance anime series of all time and why <sighs> All right. All right. It's time to get the tissues out because mine is your lie in April. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I I, I came for the jugular. Uh, oh my God. Do I have to explain why? Because I, I think the answer is self-explanatory. Like, bruh. bruh. I literally can't watch it because I know what, how it ends. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm again. Mm, mm, this so, is too much. And now I'm gonna go cry while you answer this one. So for me, my favorite one is Toradora. Just because it's like one of the OG Sundere um ones where like opposites attract. But I think it's like so partially realistic, but the fact that it kind of like hints at who's gonna get together at the beginning of it, 
but they're kind of working together to like help each other with their other crushes, who is the best friend, which is like really funny dynamics. And, and then they throw in a uh, blue hair, which is like kind of mixes up the dynamic forces and they grow up with that. And just, it's kind of like Ryuji and Taiga yeah. really just like, oh man, just like to see their growth with that. Where it's like from even like episode one, episode two, you see that, okay, they, he wants to stand by her side and she's like no you're a dog <laughs> don't ever do, don't ever think you can do that but by like episode 10 like the uh the pool episode that like what is what did it for me where she's literally like get away from him it's all your faults like do not touch him um because like she she cares about him so much and like she denies it but just to see that growth and then i really love animes where the main couple or whatever don't get together like wait where they get together at the very very end where yeah. like they actually do it earlier so then you can explore the romance a bit so it's really one of my favorite romance animes of all time yeah definitely definitely yes so the next one is for you nami or nico robin one piece question why why you gotta <laughs> you, why you gotta hit me with the the toughest question on this show because I take both of them, but uh, <laughs> if, if I if I'm forced to pick one, yes, you are. <laughs> I'll probably say Robin. Okay, okay. I'll probably say Robin because she she's super smart, and I'm sure we'd have like so many philosophical discussions. Is that the one that's a Luffy simp? No, that is Boa Hancock. <laughs> I already knew my chances would be shot with her, so I didn't even bother. Okay, so we're good. All right, so the next ones we have some Dragon Ball Z ones. So Goku with Chi Chi or Boma? Ooh, all right. So honestly, I as much as I love Boma, the fact that she knew this man since he was a kid and she was like a teenager would make this all types of odd. Mm-hmm. So in that, I I would have to go with Chi Chi, a because like like the the age gap isn't as horrendous, mm-hmm. and B's like uh, and B I'm just like she she's a lot. I'm like she's she's pretty good. She's pretty good. Uh, well, well I think it extenuates her anger because Goku is an idiot. But um, with what you just mentioned, isn't Vegeta around the same age as Goku? So like no. the age. Okay, so he's Vegeta's much... older. Okay, like much older, like like a a good while in the sense of like when Kakarot was a baby, Vegeta was was a kid. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm remembering. I'm trying to all my canons just like mixed up. I was thinking about um Broly, who was like the same age with Goku. So before the new movie, yeah. So that makes sense so speaking of vegeta boma with yantra or vegeta i feel like that's not a real a real question i mean it's not it, it just got thrown in here all right because uh oh boy yamcha got done dirty <laughs> he got done dirty but but i still remember that first episode of z when boma was like this man cheated on me so i'm like yeah you can't you can't got it coming and also it mellowed Vegeta out, so I'm gonna have to go go with Jeets on that one. And their union brought one of like a top five uh Dragon Ball Z character. So easy. Easy. All right. Easy goat. This is a good one. Most toxic anime relationship or show? 
Oh, no. Nah. Okay. Uh, I, I have this one because I have two answers, but I'm choosing one. All right. Because okay. they're both equally toxic. Okay. The one I'm going with is Yukitero and Yuno from Future Diary. Oh, my God. You know why. <laughs> you know why. Because Yuno is a whole monster. Oh, man. It's a monster. Be- like, you you know the meme, the 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 yonder they look, and spoiler alert, full spoiler alert, she killed this boy's mom. She killed this man's mom because she didn't like the relationship, because she saw it for what it really was. Ain't no way that is toxic. Yeah, sound horrendous, diabolical. And like it was so bad that it led to the destruction of one alternate reality. A whole timeline got clapped because of her. No, that is toxic to the core. What's your answer? Because I I don't know anymore, man. Okay, so it's not a relationship, but it's a show that is super messy. It's called Domestic Girlfriend. So, no. so let me tell you the premise of the episode, listeners. So this high school boy is in love with his teacher, but he can't be with his teacher. Um, she's either married. Well, one, she's his teacher, uh, obviously. But then she's also either engaged or has a boyfriend. Um, so he can't be with her. So then this blue haired girl goes up to him same day and she's like, yeah, let's have sex. And so they like hook up. And she just wants to do it just so she can get it out of the way, essentially. So he gets home and then he finds out that his dad is married to a new person. And the new person is the mom of the teacher and the girl he just had sex with who are sisters. And they all live together. That's the first episode. That is one of the messiest animes I've ever watched. Woo. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. As soon as you mentioned that name, I just busted out laughing because I know exactly which angle you were going for. There was so many twists with that. I was uh, like, ain't no way. That, that was that was out of, what was your other one? School days. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Again, you know the reason why. All right. Transitioning All right. To, our, to our next one. Do you want to read them all? Oh, yes. Yeah, so. These were questions submitted by the Afropuff Samurai herself, Paulina. Her first one decided to hit us for a jugular. Who should Inuyasha have been with? Kikyo or Kagome? That was tough because like when I initially thought of it, I was like, uh, Kagome is obviously the reincarnation. So like you can just be with her. And then when I really thought about it, I was like, you want the reincarnated version of your initial love. Why don't you just be with your initial love? <laughs> so, but I'll, I'll go with Kagome. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with Kagome too, only because, uh, only because of the fact like Kikyo, she <laughs> demon time. Yeah, she got she got issues. I'm, I'm I'm just I'm just leaving it at that because she is just <laughs> out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the next question is about ReZero. Who should our boy Subaru? have been with all right rim or amelia all right clear out i'm about to this is a get it off your chest 
Subaru is an absolute simp. I hate Subaru because it's supposed to be Rim. And what they did in season two to Rim is disrespectful in every way because the writers knew Rim is the number one girl. And so they just completely wrote her out of the show in season two. But guess what? The best episode of the entire season two had her in it. You have you got to be kidding me. Like, he should have ended up with uh, Rim. And the fact that I'm going crazy, people are going to think I have a body pillow of Rim at home, which I do not. But just, like, think about it. Like, in um, season one, remember when he was in the time loop? Uh, and he, like, was – he absolutely just, like, wanted to quit. And he was done. And he went up to Rim. He was, like, who, like, at this time – um, they, they, she finally learned to love him, like after initial Rocky start. And he was like, yo, let's just go away. Let's run away together. Let's get married. And she was like, I would be 100% happy with that, but that wouldn't make you who you are. That wouldn't be the Subaru that I love because I know like you're brave and you just can't run from whatever it is that's bothering you. And so like, again, like with relationships, it's like, you want to be with someone that pushes you to be the best version of yourself. And she didn't want Subaru, like, she wants him to love her, but she didn't want him to be a lesser version of himself just to love her. And the fact that he has to literally put Amelia on the throne for her to love him is insane, simping to another level. I mean, you you came out here with the with the heat. Uh, my only point was, Emilia is boring as a character. Yes! That was <laughs> All I needed to say. <laughs> I, oh. I thought the answer was obvious. My goodness. But, That's the next question. All right. So let's let's just let's just uh let's just calm down a little bit. So if you could ship any two characters regardless of universe, who would you pair up and why? This was hard. Um this was really hard one. Um but I thought about it and I know we talked about X-Men, so you're not gonna be happy about this. I'm going to go Zatanna and Gambit. <laughs> uh, see, he ponders over there. <laughs> huh. Huh. It makes sense if you think about it. Huh. It kind of does. Mm-hmm. Oh, dang. You you might actually be on to something. That's, that was tough to think of, yeah. That was kind of wild. See, and for me, I actually also came up with an X-Men one. Mm. So this one was Jubilee and Robin specifically tim drake and and here's my main reason why because back in the 90s they did uh do dc marvel crossovers and they teamed up together Mm. and their chemistry was immaculate so much so i was like wait hold on is are they gonna get together but then remembered like oh wait this is only temporary like they gotta (laughs) go back to their you know like this but but that's a pairing I would love to see permanently because it's like again from the nineties that that pairing was immaculate it was it was just great and I was like dang sad we're never gonna see that again yeah that's fair let's go on all right uh, next one all right next one let's get back on the on the hatred train so what are your anti ships or like character pairings that you despise. There's one anime, it didn't finish to the point where they were together, so I ended up reading the manga. It's called uh, Nesekoi, um, but it like translates to false love. And the person that he was teased like initially with, he ended up with, but I wanted him to be with the, the other uh, character because I thought they had a better relationship, essentially. 
and he had actually liked the character for longer. And then another one that just ended, quintessential quintuplets. I hate, well, I hate who Futura ended up with because someone else was better option, in my opinion. Mm. So since it just came out, I don't want to spoil it. Okay, okay. Uh, for me, besides Subaru and Emilia, uh, I think like one of my biggest anti ships was, and this, and this may like hit everybody. It is Sasuke and Sakura. Oh, absolutely. I was gonna say that. Like, there's like, yeah, absolutely. Like that is one of my biggest ones because Sakura. First of all, come on, girl. This man. Try to murk you on multiple occasions, yet you still simp to him. Simp yeah, for him. This is toxic. Oh, nah. But I'm like, sure, it appears. And also the fact he never home. He a deadbeat. <laughs> he did not even realize who his daughter was when the first time they met. He almost clapped his own daughter because he didn't know who she was. Because he's in a relationship with Naruto. So. Exactly. Like, I'm, I'm of the Naruto and Sasuke ship. And then second only to Sasuke and Karin, and then Sasuke and Orochimaru. Every relationship he has is toxic. Maybe he's just a toxic person. Oh, yeah, because he's the common denominator out of all of them. Dang, that's... Dang, he's the toxic one. Oh, Kurt. Okay. Okay, hey. I... Dang. All he's right. The, he's the future. Right? <laughs> right? He's, he's the future example. But, uh... Next one is is a love advice question. How can we introduce our crushes to nerdy stuff without scaring them away? Well, this goes back to like the body pillow thing. Um, don't don't have that to start with, and don't be and to help you out. Don't be a furry. But <laughs> but with that, um, in all seriousness, I say like you can ease them in. There's a lot of overlap with things. I think sometimes it's easy to overthink it. So. We talked about messy, right? So some people like real housewives, real husbands, whatever, uh, insert city. We just mentioned domestic girlfriend, which is like completely messy. Um, but like with that sports, sports, romance, drama in the realm of anime, like it has all of that. So you don't have to necessarily introduce them to the most anime thing ever, but like just like solely. And like if they're not receptive to it or don't like it, that's fine as well. Um, as long as they're not bashing you for it, that's like something where it's like, you should never have to lessen yourself. Kind of like what Jay mentioned last week, lessen yourself in order for someone else to feel better or in order for you to feel like recognized by that. So that's what I would say. Just like ease them in and find the overlap. Yeah, definitely. That that was pretty much mine is was just like, find out like what they are interested in. Because if it's something, you know, to the example of like, Okay, this person likes, you know, political uh dramas. I mean, we got a perfect political one in the forms of uh Gundam Code Geass. Uh let's see, we got uh Star Wars. That one less so, but uh <laughs> that is a political now. Look, it that one less so political. That <laughs> that leaned that that had only politics for like three seconds and then it went straight back to what it was doing. But uh but yes, yeah, like Star Wars. Uh, heck, if you want to see like all the Captain America films, like those are are very political. It's like stuff like that. Like you can ease somebody in. Uh, in fact, like my like my uh own mother, who mother and grandmother, who are not big Marvel fans at all, 
watched Black Panther 2 because of just the culture. <laughs> so again, just find out what people like, find out what they like truly love and care about, and then find something accordingly to ease them in. Now, don't go all out and be like, hey, uh, for your first anime, let's start with One Piece. Uh, because nah, don't don't do that. Unless that person really likes pirates, <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Cause you just gonna uh yeah. you just gonna burn them out immediately. So I say maybe start with something like that's that's doesn't run long, something quick, and just something that tailors to their interests, and that way the door is now opened. Mm-hmm. The green door. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yes, but but next question. Ooh. What's your hottest take on the waifu wars? Oh, we should have had Gabe for this one. <laughs> oh, we should have, because his his hottest take is the biggest one of all, and I may steal that one just, <laughs> just so I can get all the backlash. I, I don't have, like, a hot take on it. Um, I mean, Yoris Bay, um, that's, that's like, the, the highest level. That's, I don't know. I mean, Miku is moving up there, but I don't know the next time we'll see her, so... Uh, I was about to say, hashtag I'm Team S Death, but uh, nah, oh nah. wait, maybe Nightfall is competing against your. There's a there's a mild competition. Mm, mm, mild. That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, let's say Team S Death, but uh, let's see, offers need to die. Um, uh, let's see, what are the hot takes? Oh yeah, um, whatever waifu you think of is absolute garbage. Uh, <laughs> no, no matter who it is, like your your waifu trash. That that one's for you, Gabe. Shout out, Gabe. <laughs> Shout out. But uh, but yeah. So, and now this one is spicy. I don't know. <laughs> if you can incorporate one romance anime trope into your life, what would it be and why? <laughs> I don't. I don't know what to say. Uh, this was tough because I I thought about like isekai into a harem, but this is out of pocket, and I don't want to get isekai. But I feel like isekai, you get powered up, and then you save someone into a romance. That might be an incorporation. <laughs> so, so mine is, uh, well, okay, okay. Just to save myself, I'm not gonna mention harem. I'm not gonna mention that at all. But, but one that will, uh, that I hope permeates into my life. And if it does, I I will be a happy man and I can die happy. Is the is the love triangle, specifically between two females comp- competing for my love. All uh, right, school days. Be careful. <laughs> look, 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 look. I'm not gonna lead either. Actually, no. Wait, hold on. I may leave. I lead either on. Um. Just just so I can keep the romance going. But uh, I'm I'm thinking more of a. Okay, so I'm I'm thinking of like more of a trapped in a dating simulator type of romance, you know, where where, where both are equally in love with me, both of them don't have any problems uh with with me uh specifically, but if they if they want to uh just just have a friendly competition between both of them for my affection, then I win in the end. Uh oh as long as God. I don't get clapped. We 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 went off the rails. We went again. That, thank you Pauline for <laughs> For making me go off the rails. All right. Next one. Gabe. Um, I don't know why he asked this because he knows the answer, but Ichigo and Rukia. 
uh I, I guess he's asking is this a ship that uh that needs to happen i mean sure they have like a deep connection i i kind of again i'm not spoiling anything from the manga so i'm trying to word it in such a way that it doesn't say i can't confirm nor deny anything mm -hmm. uh let's just say that uh i i am of the belief that uh that their relationship may be exactly how it is right now and that's all i'm willing to say about it that's her and since i read it too i'll just like kind of stick with your answer just for safety reasons since the uh thousand year blood were about to come back and go crazy so i'll just yeah. leave it at that yeah and now here comes dante all right this man decided to hit us with with one of the biggest questions on here he wanted us to rank all of spider-man's love interests all right, so there are a lot. Um, I'm not going into all of them. I will probably just go with a top five. So hear me out. Number five, Betty Grant. Just like that's an OG one, really liked it. Number four, this is a Spider-Man, not a Peter Parker one. So we're going with Anna Maria Marconi. Period hey! Spider-Man. All right, so this is where it gets controversial. Number three. Gwen Stacy, number three, Gwen Stacy, I repeat, because my number two is who I like more than Gwen Stacy, Black Cat, Felicia Hardy, even though she, she actually loves Spider-Man more than Peter Parker, which helps with the Spidey romance angle of it. And then number one, it has to be MJ, Mary Jane. Dang. All right. All right. Cool. Cool. That's, that's a pretty good one. That's pretty great. All right, so here's mine. At number five, because I'm doing top five too. At number five, it's the Venom symbiote. <laughs> like if you another toxic relationship. Look, 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 listen, listen, listen. If if Peter's in trouble, who gonna come help him? Venom. If if Peter is is desperate in need for a re-education. Who gonna who gonna be there? Venom every time. Um, he wants a jealous girlfriend, so you're right. Exactly. So it's it's the symbiote itself, not like any particular host. It's the symbiote because the symbiote is still in love with him. Sure, may love Eddie Brock, but still in love with him. So I'm I'm just keeping it at that. Uh, don't at me in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's number five. Number four, Betty Brant. Mm -hmm. No, pretty pretty standard. Pretty standard. Number three, I'm number three is specific. <laughs> it's also Gwen Stacy. <laughs> Why did you even look at me like that? Be because you had the exact same reasons I did. But number two is Mary Jane. <laughs> oh yeah. So let me explain myself. All right, because as of right now, she she been going off the deep end in current comics right now. Mm currently like i know that they're like nearly the perfect parent like their marriage like fundamentally one of the the greatest marriages of all time mm -hmm. before mephisto ruined it um yeah. or specifically before peter ruined it by mephisto and then or specifically because aunt may ruined it by uh shooting getting shot uh we'll blame aunt may for that we gonna blame aunt may for getting shot okay but uh <laughs> but yeah so there's her and then but then right yeah, and, and alternate universes where they're still married, the relationship is solid, except for the life story verse. That one's kind of not so much. But uh, 
But then you get uh, what was it? Oh, oh yeah, current comics. Mm-hmm. It's kind of trash right now. Like she did my man so dirty. But then again, we don't know why their relationship soured. Mm-hmm. Just the fact she got kids now. So I'm just like the heck. And then, but then here's the biggest one of all. Think about the Sam Raimi Mary Jane. Ooh. Yeah, you think she's the great? No, no, she's not. She's self-centered. She always goes like it's about me, and 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 when they decide to like you know have a mini like after their fight, who she go mm-hmm. to? She goes straight to his best friend and kiss him. That was his. That was her ex, which is wow. <laughs> yeah, nah. MJ immediate number two. Number one is Black Cat because uh this <laughs> this girl is on fire. Yes. Oh boy. And again, I could have gone all day, and I can I can tell you all day long why why Black Cat is the best. But I'm I'm just gonna stick it to one point. Um, she like as of right now, she's one of the few that is in love with both Peter and Spider Man. Like she loves mm. both of them. Of course, like they know each other's identities. And even when they break up or whenever they're not together, they are still tight. Mm-hmm. Except for that one time that Dr. Octopus ruined everything. It's Superior Spider-Man. But but we're not talking about that. That was just that, a bad time. That's a good point, though, because like post Mephisto, there's like that storyline where she's like, I, I remember something about you, but it's like it's escaping me. And because yeah. she couldn't remember his identity and he revealed it again to her. So exactly. Yep. So that that was a pretty lofty question, my guy, and a pretty amazing answer. That was a pretty good one, yeah. So for yeah, this next one, we're gonna kind of speed through. So who had the better romance story? I was kind of confused by this because Anakin or Luke Skywalker. Okay, so I assume Sarah's talking about expanded universe Luke Skywalker, where he married Mara Jade, and I say like, mm, see that one's kind of r- tough because like Anakin literally went to the dark side for Padme. Yeah. But then he did choke her out. Yeah, that's kind of the thing. That's that's kind of the only thing that that. But then again, again, I mean, again, he destroyed. He almost conquered the entire universe just for her. But I, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Yes, but uh, okay. but but in reality, it is Luke and Mara Jade. Like their their romance is like perfect. There's like like there was nothing wrong with it. Like they they had a child. Unfortunately, she did die. But even then, like. Luke did nothing wrong with her. Like there was nothing, nothing really bad about their relationship other than the first time they met and like her trying to kill him. Oh, there you go. So yeah, well, I'll just stick with your answer. So who's the better match? Aang with Katara or Zuko with Katara? Ooh, okay. Uh, I think I may just go with uh, Aang and Katara just because of the fact that like, I think Zuko is better matched with uh, my Hmm, that's a good point. Yeah, it's like he already had a girlfriend in Mai, and that romance was beautiful. So, like, we we we're not taking that away. Yeah, I'm sticking with Aang with Katara because you got to stick with your day ones. Yeah. So, next question: Do you see Batman and Catwoman being official in the next Batman movie? I hope so. Uh, but there is no confirmation as to whether she's appearing in it. That's the thing. Hmm. So. If if we do get her in there, then yeah, I see like them slowly getting together over the course of that movie. If she ain't in there, well, there goes your answer. Let's just say that that would be a mistake if she's not in there. Um, I think that 
they will not be official because I think they're going to tell a different story and then she's going to come in at the end of the movie. Mm, that's good. That's <laughs> Since good. it is a confirmed trilogy. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. All right. Yeah, thank you for those questions, Sarah. So speeding along, we got ourselves our, our biggest supporter, Jamie. All right, so what's the greatest nerd love story of all time? I have no idea. Uh, this was tough. This was really tough. You could go ahead. Oh, oh, where are you just going to pull that one on me? That's wild. <laughs> one reverse. Oh, dang. Uh, uh, Aaron Eager reverse card. Dang, why'd you have to hit me with this one? Okay, because I was going to think about my answer while you, you were thinking, uh, mm, the greatest love story of all time. Nerd love story. Nerd love story. Captain America and Peggy. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, so here's my reasoning besides that. Okay, because uh, in at least in the movies, like the fact that this man st- was still thinking about Peggy throughout his entire time, like he went to go see her even when she became old, even when like she died, like he was heartbroken. Mm-hmm. And just to see him at the end get that final dance and live his entire life with Peggy, he he risked the entire space time continuum. And maybe the TVA decided to come after my boy just <laughs> so he could he could live his life with Peggy mm-hmm. at the end. So Peggy was still on the forefront of this man's mind. And I think like that's just an amazing love story because he 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 waited that's his fair. entire life for. Her. I would say I don't think it's the greatest, but one that's like an OG is Superman and Lewis, just because it's like one of like the founding members of like superhero romance stories mm. and so yeah. iconic yeah yeah definitely definitely and and the next question is what makes a good love story all right so i think with it it has to have depth and emotion to it i think a lot of the times when we see love stories on screen it's like you're the main character she's the main character however you want to spend that um so you have to end up together and there's no real hmm, motivating factor behind that but i think just like with you know like we said like someone that like moves you forward and then also just like really being able to get into the dynamics of it the ups and the downs and like oh this is why we want to be together and like this is us pushing past it makes a great love story yeah i was gonna say like the main thing i want in there is to just show the realism of romance in the sense like again it's not all going to be sunshine and rainbows you're not always going to be on cloud nine in reality like you can be uh like you're gonna you're gonna face uh trials and tribulations and it's just like y'all working through that it's like y'all may go through some rough patches uh there may be like some miscommunication issues and it's like you're gonna face troubles and another big thing for a great love story is like the chemistry like is the chemistry like natural and is it something like you actually can see like happening in real life because mm-hmm. there are some characters who get together and you're just like why <laughs> yes looking at you sasuke and sakura uh but <laughs> i'll hop on you all day but yeah so <laughs> but yeah that's that's just like my quick answer on that one all right so yeah that's the next one and the next one is speaking of the books more so than the movies who has the better love story aragon and arwen faramir and elwin sam and rosie Eron and Celebran, or the classic Baron and Luthien, so all re- from Lord of the Rings. So I'm be real true. I haven't read any of the books for Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit. I was told, though, that 
there it did not focus on romance in the books that's what someone that read them told me um and that in the movies they em- emphasized it more so than in the books but i'm gonna just go with aragorn and armin mm, mm. it's pretty good it's pretty good uh i guess my my best love story is uh is frodo and samwise uh because they they, yeah. they have the biggest bromance of all time i'm not i'm not even gonna lie to you that's what that's about Gollum in the ring wait hold on that's actually that's nah, 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 that that that's toxic to to oblivion <laughs> yeah. that's toxic to death no no uh but in terms of like the ones that she mentioned uh, i do want to say like a uh baron and luthien did have like a great romance uh mm-hmm. in terms of story and it's it's just a there was just a lot that was going on in it but every single option of those were great uh, mm-hmm. but especially Frodo and Sam. Um, yeah. yes. But uh, but yeah, so next question is, who has the worst love story of all time? Sakura and Sasuke. <laughs> but also, go ahead. <laughs> but also, see, it's actually interesting, the, uh, the Anakin question, because I also put Anakin and Padme. What? <laughs> because of the chemistry in the, the original trilogy, and then also, well... That's kind of tied into the thing that you're talking about with um Bulma and Goku, where she was much older than him. But then also he 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 did choke her out and killed her. Okay, we're, we're not we're not gonna talk. Okay, <laughs> we can't take that out. Wait, hold, 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 hold. We it's it's not confirmed that Anakin killed her. Okay, it's it's not fully confirmed that. And the fact that I I'm actually trying to defend this is kind of wild. Uh, but but we're we're gonna move past that. Uh, mm. What uh, is your answer, Mish? Ray and Ben Solo. Because <laughs> ain't no way I was not convinced from day zero. Should have been Ray and Finn. I'm not even going to lie to you. You mean not the person that she had a special force time relationship with? That was a bunch of Deus Ex Machina garbage and you know it. Yeah. That, that that was bad because people were literally like, "What is going on?" When they kissed, and then he uh, turned to a force ghost. So, mm-hmm. next question. Yes. Yeah, so, n- next question. Actually, the last one from her is: If you could have the love story of any character as your own, whose story would you want to live and why? All right. So this is a deep one. I I was thinking about it, and then it hit me. So this is one of like the most emotional movies I've ever watched. Carl and Ellie from Up. Because they lived their entire lives together, like growing up, essentially. And they like had a lot. And you got to see in that montage, a lot of ups and downs that they went through that kind of set up into the story. But then him having so much love for her, wanting her to accomplish her dreams and like her goal of like hitting the falls and like for um, her to pass away was tragic because that's one of the things that I talk about, like. Um, why you should go after your dreams just because if you don't reach them, it's kind of sad. But with that, he did that for her, like even after she passed away, visited. And then when he finally opened up the book, he saw that she like left that message for him where it's like we lived a full life together. And even though I didn't get to see it, I am so grateful for the life that we had together. And she could be happy with that. And that is like that's all it is. Like when you find your person that you want to go through the ups and downs with. That's just incredible. So Carl and Ellie for me from up. Ooh. Oh yeah. That that one's beautiful. That's a very beautiful one. Um as like for me, one that I would definitely like to see 
is or like to live through is from coming to America. Ooh. Hakeem and Lisa, like that was a relationship that developed like it was a slow grind and like it made sense like sure sure the deception part was a little bit uh out out of out of pocket but hey uh sometimes you hey that's what happens with relationships sometimes you gotta gotta deceive your loved ones for their own good way whoa 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 danger for that one what is going on? But don't don't worry about that. Uh, but yeah, so uh, yeah, but it it was still a great love story. And at the end, like, hey, they have kids. To, they have kids together in the second one, and their marriage is still solid to this day. And also, who doesn't love being a king? I'm just saying. That's why I thought you wanted to do it. No real reason. Don't don't worry about don't worry about all that. All uh, right. So for our final sets of questions comes from my good friend Achan. Uh we'll be seeing you soon. So number one, what is the most either overdone, cringy, or unrealistic romance trope in anime? I'm about to get I'm about to come at all, y'all. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> um, the whole trope of like I'm like I'm in love with this person, but I'm too afraid to tell them I'm in love with you because I'm just like, okay, at the end of the day, right? If you a grown adult, and this is mostly towards the adults, like when you're a teenager, right? I I kind of understand because hormones is overtakes your own mind and mm-hmm. and your own thoughts. So I'll I'll let it slide just a little bit. But you adults, no, no, y'all don't get a pass uh, because of the fact, like, if you like if y'all are grown adults, y'all should be mature enough to have these conversations and in the first place. And if you don't and if you don't aren't that mature, then you need to go learn a few lessons about uh, adulthood because you ain't because all this guessing and whatnot and all the uh, non-communications and giving off mixed signals is inevitably going to lead to catastrophe, especially if it goes on long enough. So if you don't shoot your shot now, you're going to lose your chance to play. Don't throw away your shot, I see, from um, (laughs) Hamilton. I'm not going to throw away my shot. All right. So for me, I would say the most cringy is this is you, Mashoko Tensei. Um reincarnated man like in his middle age is then reincarnated into a teenager's oh my god but he still retains the memories from when he's an adult oh my and then he falls in while someone falls in love with him um with jobless reincarnation it does it the worst in my opinion because like even when he's a baby it's still like his essence as an adult as a baby and then his character like is perverted so it's like really really creepy um most of the time it's like when you get isekai you just become a completely different person you might have slightly difference but like you're the kid like that's who you are in that one so like it's like uh. but yeah mashako tensei does it like a terrible one that is really overdone <clears throat> guy likes someone but then he is engaged to someone else and then they live together <laughs> i think that's like overdone and unrealistic Mm. And it kind of like takes away from the surprise of like who they're going to end up with. All right. So the next question, anime cartoon couple that most people like, but is actually very questionable. Mm. Man, that was that one was a good one. 
uh and and when it comes to that uh oh my goodness there was there was a lot of options that was like whoo why why are y'all together uh besides you know uh subaru and and emilia to all you people uh anything from the furry community um (laughs) coming after everybody but in terms of like a good questionable one is like all again all of the uh ray and ben solo solos but we're we're talking anime cartoon i don't think that's light is the thing i know a few oh my god i know a few but and but the real one sasuke and sakura again i'm coming (laughs) after y'all because again this man tried to murder you on multiple occasions yet you still simped for him yeah yeah i'm with that one again that one was tricky because i was like do people really like that one but yeah wait wait i just thought of another one oh (laughs) tokyo revengers no think about it think about it takemichi is a 26 year old man oh it's exactly what you mentioned earlier. Right. He's a 26-year-old man sipping for a middle schooler. But technically, he is trying to save the older version of her. But he's still in love with her. Yeah. That one is... As a middle schooler. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how to... I can't defend that one. You can't. Because you literally bashed it earlier yeah it's the same thing because it's because like even a race is different but like they're not together is the thing so um his whole motivation is because he loves her yeah yeah that's a good one all right so next one most underrated anime cartoon couple i i have one but i like his mm, underrated dang that's actually whoo okay so going going deep into to my anime list you know pe- people who like don't talk about this couple a lot in fact i don't even think they talk about this show as much Uh-oh. which it which is a crying shame because the show was goaded as a child we're looking at you 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 hakusho mm. with yusuke and and oh my goodness i forgot his got her name Yusuke and Keiko. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Keiko. Like they again, like they are like a really solid couple throughout that entire show. And again, I, I dug deep for that one because I was like, because I'm like, nobody talks about it. Nobody talks about that show in general. So I'm like, that it had to be underrated. That's a good that's a good point. For me, I put Shikamaru and Tamari. Because it doesn't get talked about a lot. But you have to think about the Riz that Shikamaru had, where it's Unspoken. like... Unspoken. <laughs> like, he defeated... Well, he quote-unquote defeated her, and then he gave up his option after they battled uh, the chance to win and move on because it was a drag. And then from there, they were just like... They kind of just, like, were together from there. Like, she kind of was, like, feeling him, which was crazy. She, she kept making the first moves, which I'm just like, yes. <laughs> please that's a whole another podcast about first moves like like what can this be a regular thing <laughs> no it cannot please <laughs> the patriarchy my friends i don't care about the patriarchy but uh all right the final question 
Um, have you ever, this is, this is the funniest one. Have you ever tried any romance advice idea that you saw in the anime cartoon? Did it go over well? All right. It's time to expose myself. It's time to expose myself extra hard. I did. I did. I was down horrendous as a middle schooler. Oh no, not middle school. Yes. Middle school at the time where. Where where I was probably at my most uh down horrendous, my most teased. All right. Cause I ended up uh <laughs> Oh no, man. I really don't want to tell this, but I have to now. I'm I'm stuck in this. All right. So what I did is that I watched a certain show entitled Danny Phantom. Okay. And and like of course there was like a, a bunch of romance in there and like and of of course like Danny's trying to get with the the popular girl mm-hmm. even though his best friend literally is in love with him I, again should have made the first move but uh, I'm, I'm just saying uh but like one of the things he did in like one random episode was like write a poem oh no he wrote a poem to her and then she, and and she clowned him throughout the entire school now me I'm thinking, I thought the reason why she clowned, I don't know, was because he wasn't black. <laughs> and and I was like, you know what? I'm going to try that exact same poem. No, not this. Word for word on this girl. Again, this is sixth grade me. Sixth oh, grade. God. So, mm, so I tried. I tried it. Mm-hmm. Did it work? How well did it go for me? Let's just say history repeated itself. Lord hard. Because <laughs> somebody ended up realizing what I did. Oh, no. And, and suffice to say, I, I had to run his pockets afterwards. Like that, that was like one of my first actual fist fights in school. Folks still don't know about it to this day. But, uh, but yeah, that's th- that was down tremendous. All right. Um... There wasn't anything crazy that I saw in a cartoon or anime that I copied that was like an elaborate plot, I would say. Um, I mean, in a silent voice, the main character, he learned sign language to um, communicate with the girl that he's trying to like redeem himself with. And I like learned a different language for somebody at the time that worked. I mean, I mean, it wasn't to hook up with them, but like we were already together. And the only other thing it's like essentially like the semi main character energy where it's like you um listen to the person like like you're at like a shop or whatever they see something and they want to get it like their eyes say they want to get it but they don't get it and then you just get it for them later as a surprise but i mean that's more of like just listening to someone and being attentive oh yeah that's just that's just a regular riz yeah so something that i want to do but in the year 2023 of our lord is the wall slap but I don't think <laughs> it would only work if someone understood what that is, sir. sir That's I dangerous. Know, I know you not. <laughs> I know you not. It would have to be a joke if I were to do it. And the person would have to know that it was a joke. No way. <laughs> uh, no right. way. All right. So with that, that, that wraps up our mailbag. So, Words of encouragement. What you got for us? 
All right. So when it comes to like romance, right, it doesn't have to be complicated. Uh, like you can be something simple and and at the end of the day, especially for like our adult listeners and our like younger viewers, please just know that like, hey, it's OK to talk to like your potential crush or or somebody you're interested in, because like the conversation can go go a long ways and can clear any air possible and if not then and it doesn't work out then hey it doesn't work out but but please just no just no like silencing no like miscommunication or lack of mm-hmm. again as i said earlier you you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take yep uh only thing i would say kind of tying in with you it takes courage to put yourself out there no matter what age you are. So just like bravery in that situation, but definitely just even before you rush into a relationship, understand what your values are, um, what your lifestyle is, and just like find someone that compliments you in those. So that way you can just like be set with everything and be happy. So this was an absolutely wild podcast. Um, I don't know if we're coming back for Ant-Man. I thought we would make it to March, but maybe not. But as we'll say, and we'll leave it off, it's not goodbye forever. It's just goodbye for now. And that's the Blurred City Podcast. See ya later. <laughs>